Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast to O'Brien. Uh, both nicknames that I go by. Inviting you to check out Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles Gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league. Check it out. Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. It's time to get inside the Giants' home. Let's go, let's go, let's go. On Giants.com. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the Giants mobile app. Give me some juice. Part of the Giants podcast network. Let's roll. Welcome to the Giants Huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. It's Giants Huddle rapid reaction. My name is Madeline Burke alongside the Super Bowl champion Victor Cruz. And we're recapping Sunday Night Football as the Giants fell to the Buffalo Bills 14-9 in a heartbreaker. Uh, Victor, there were so many moments, but it really just came down to that last play, too, after a P.I. call set the Giants up at the one-yard line. Uh, Tyrod Taylor goes for Darren Waller in the back of the end zone. There was a lot of jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taron Johnson seemed to have a handful of that, but no call was made. And the Giants fell in this one yeah it's a tough way to lose you never want to harp on just one moment um deciding the game in this in this moment because obviously there's a couple moments throughout the course of the game that could have changed the complexion of this one but we got to go back to the last moment a lot of jersey tugging a lot of pulling a pass interference was called on just to play before that so to come back again buffalo defense banking on them not throwing that flag again letting the guys play on the final final play of the game and, uh, and and that's exactly what happened. Got a lot of jersey tug. Darren Waller tried to go up with one hand and bring it down, but unfortunately to no avail. Yeah, because you mentioned a pass interference play on the game or on the play before as well. I mean, the Giants were on the field. First of all, Buffalo goes down. The defense holds the Bills, and they're in field goal range, and the kick goes wide right. And so now it's 14 to 9. The Giants have the ball with a minute and a half left on the clock, move the ball down the field. They're in the 10 yard line. Tyrod Taylor goes for Darren Waller there, but uh, Terrell Bernard gets called for the DPI mm-hmm. as the clock expires, which sets them up at the one-yard line with no time left. And as you said, like they're not going to keep throwing those flags. They're not going to keep throwing those flags. The Bills dared them to, and the, the ref said, you know what, we're letting them play. And it's heartbreaking to see it come down that way, especially there were a lot of almost moments at the end of the first half. The Giants are up 6 nothing on the Bills. They're at the one-yard line mm-hmm. with 14 seconds left in the half and an option play. And you see Tyrod call the checkout, and he, he addresses afterwards, gives the ball to Saquon. The defense takes forever to get up. The clock expires, and the Giants head into the locker room at the half without points. Yeah, that's the one they're going to want to take back. I know the end of the game was a moment and a, a call that obviously could have been called on, on a defensive pass interference. But the one before the half, they're going to want that one back because it was poorly managed um, by the quarterback or by the coaching staff, whoever you want to say it was on. It was poorly managed at the end of the half in order for 
Tyrod to keep that pass play on to have maybe two opportunities to get into the end zone or one, and then at the very least you kick the field goal and get the three points. Um, so that's definitely one that's probably going to haunt them a little bit tonight when they when you know when the entire team goes to sleep. But it's one that you gotta have. And, and in this in this NFL in this league, you understand now, especially watching this game, if you never knew before, touchdowns is what you need in the red zone. You have to be able to score touchdowns. That was the difference in our game today. Got down there five times, got nothing to show for it, and uh, the opposing team. Obviously got down there. Buffalo got down there twice and got two touchdowns. So that was a difference maker of the game. And especially, though, it's a tough pill to swallow if you're the Giants defense, who once again, the second consecutive week, wins the turnover battle. Mm -hmm. They have two takeaways today uh, to none for the Bills defense. Uh, The Bills didn't even get into the red zone until the second half. This is the first time since 2019 the Bills have been scoreless in the first half. So that's a huge uh, thing to hang your hat on if you're this Giants team that was – a heavy underdog in this game on Sunday night football. And so you're going into the half with a lead, a six, nothing lead. You get the ball back to start the third quarter. Um, and you'd like to think that that momentum can keep going. But again, that was just a tough one. Yeah, it was a tough one. It just blew the wind out of their sails. I think going into the half and you try to regroup, make some adjustments. You're kind of fired up because you're getting the ball to start the third quarter and you want to kind of get your, you know, get that edge back and kind of avenge that moment that you didn't come through and build the dr- another drive together. But unfortunately, we had the punt on that on that drive, I believe coming out of the third quarter and give them the ball back, but it was definitely a moment end of the second half that they have to be better uh in, in those situations moving down the stretch. I think it was a combination of, you know, giving Tyrod two play calls for him to see a look and adjust to it. And then secondly, Tyrod just not being in that moment, you know, enough, at least recently, that you kind of have to prepare for those things. Those are things that you kind of get into a flow of, okay, it's a minute left in the game. What are my options? How many timeouts do I have? You know, where are we on the football field? Those are all things that kind of go through your mind as as an athlete, as a competitor, and especially as a quarterback, as you start to navigate the complexion of the game and understanding where you are. And just not being in that moment a lot this year, um, it's tough to ask him of that now in this moment, which I feel like Tyrod played his heart out today. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens. So go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? He really did. And considering this is the first time he's gotten a start as a member of the Giants, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is the fifth different team that he started with. He's played for Buffalo, Cleveland, the Chargers, Houston, and of course, Buffalo. 43 of his 53 career starts were with the Bills from 2015 to 2017. So this is a place that he's very familiar with. We talk a lot about the Brian Dable connection, the Joe Shane connection, mm-hmm. but Tyrod Taylor, of course, getting the start for an injured Daniel Jones, who's out with that neck injury this week. And one of the positives, though, he passed for 200 yards, added another 24 yards rushing. He was getting the ball out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was huge for me. And that was something that was glaring from the beginning of the game, uh, was getting the ball out quickly, which which led to shots down the field, it, which led to keeping that defense off balance, which led to keeping Buffalo not knowing what was coming next. 
You know what I mean? So I think that was the benefit of getting the ball out quickly, letting those playmakers play and make plays. Wondell was doing a great job of every time he caught the ball, just knifing up field, right. maximizing the amount of yards that you're going to get, maximizing yards after the catch, knifing up the field, getting a first down every time you catch the ball, or getting something close to a first down. So that was just fun to see. So I love this game plan that they conf- that they put together for this week. I want them to continue this game plan. Even when Daniel Jones comes back, I want them to be able to understand or him to understand that getting the ball out of his hands quickly, hitting the underneath routes and letting those guys work and be athletes, those are going to be the things that are going to help us win games. Those are going to be the types of plays that will keep us in contention, keep us ahead of the chains, and keep us in very favorable down and distances, especially on third down. Especially, yeah. And, I mean, you saw him getting some big chunk plays there. Darius mm-hmm. Slayton with a couple big catches. Jalen Hyatt with a huge catch. I think it was a 43-yard gain. Barely gets his toes, toe-drag swag. But, of course, that play is called back because of a penalty. Um, so the Giants don't get to convert that one. But the the ability to air it out and to get that offense going, to see that spark that we've been missing uh, has been a positive and seeing the offense come together in that way, especially behind an offensive line that is still quite banged up. I mean, we saw Justin Pugh getting the start tonight. He introduced himself on Sunday Night Football as Justin Pugh straight off the couch because he absolutely came in straight off the couch. He had his first padded practice in years earlier this I'm week. I'm trying to figure out when he even recorded that little snippet because he literally just got literally. here like two days ago. I bet they pulled him over in the hallway walking into the game <laughs> today be like, hey, can we get a quick Hey, just record uh, this for us. Here, uh, if you don't mind. But he did <laughs> it. He starts at left guard and then of course early in the game, Josh Azudu, who's been filling in for Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. the left tackle is out with a hamstring injury. Azudu leaves with a toe injury. So Pew just slides on over to left tackle. No big deal. The veteran uh, getting it done and you know, having that much change and turnover on the offensive mm-hmm. line only six weeks into the season for the Giants hasn't been easy, but they were able to make it work. Yeah, they were able to make the best out of it today at least and, and just try to figure out what combination of offensive linemen work best for them. I feel like obviously Justin Pugh's in that mix and, and also just his presence, right? Him being a veteran guy, him understanding what what it is to play for the New York Giants, what it is to be in these locker rooms, what it is to be in those meeting rooms. And I'm sure he can share some of that knowledge and, and share some of his knowledge of the game to those guys. And it'll be very beneficial for that for that locker room and for that meeting room. Um, but he, he had a rough start early on, but he anchored down. You start to see him kind of get his uh, his bearings as the game wore on there. Um, but that uh, this entire team, I, I think this entire team played inspiring football, I think it's been our best brand of football that we've put out there to date, and it's something that we can hang our hats on, not only as as fans, but the players out there on the field can hang their hats on that at least, and it's something to build on for the coming weeks. And we could string a couple of these games together, kind of put our best foot forward. We're playing great against great teams. Buffalo is no slouch, obviously, as we all know. They have a great team over there, and to only hold them to 14 points is, uh, is pretty special. With an opportunity to win it at the end, yeah. we're doing something right. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. Your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? Extremely special. And, you know, I mean, like talking to Pew earlier this week about coming back, he said, hey, man, I'm 33 coming off an ACL. I'm going to get beat a few times. But the key is to bounce back and come back on the next play. And that's what this Giants team needs to do, too, is bounce back. Say, okay, we're going to get beat a few times. You got to bounce back. One of the one of the big bounce back moments today, too, was having Saquon Barkley returning to the field. He, of course, has missed the last three weeks with that high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. 
back out there, runs for 93 yards. He had a 34-yard long, a 19-yard long. He had some big chunk plays that were like, that's the Saquon that we know and expect. And that's another thing that is key and imperative for this Giants offense to get going. Yeah, big time. Once you get one of your leaders back in that locker room, one of your leaders back on the football field, it just pays dividends. Obviously from his play on the field, but just his energy, his voice, his presence out there always is going to pay dividends for this football team. And obviously his production. I mean, going out there, started off a little slow, shaking some of the rust off. But definitely making those big plays, finishing with 93 yards, busting those two big runs in the second half of the football game. It showed that Saquon is healthy uh, and he's ready to explode and ready to continue to have success on that football field. And, uh, and it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. And getting the offense going a little bit. The defense, once again, as we mentioned, winning the turnover battle. Bobby Okereke and Mike McFadden just combining to get it done. Okereke punches out a ball on Gabe Davis as he's tackling him. Uh, Micah McFadden comes up with that. That's the first takeaway of the game. Later on, mm -hmm. we see Okereke tip the ball. McFadden grabs it for interception right there. The fact that the defense is getting turnovers in the first you know, few weeks of the season, they were negative eight yeah. in the turnover differential. In the last two weeks, they're plus five. That's a trend that we want to see keep going, especially going into week seven when you got the Washington Commanders coming to MetLife, a division game one that holds a little bit more significance. Yeah, defensively, I think this has always been one of the bright spots this year. I think they've been the most consistent group out there for us uh, this year so far, and they're the ones that we've kind of been getting our energy from. Like, they're making plays, they're getting stops, and the offense is kind of playing complementary off of them. So we want to continue to play complementary football on all phases, and the defense, if the defense carries us one week and the offense has to play complement to them and vice versa, as long as it's all happening together and it's all about complementary football, both offense, defense, and special teams for us to win, and as long as we're putting that forward week in and week out, we should have a chance. Should have a chance. That's all you need. And they'll be back at MetLife Stadium with another chance on Sunday, October 22nd with the Washington Commanders. Coming to town in week seven. That's a wrap for your rapid reaction on the Giants Huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants from game day to every day. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at citizensbank.com. For Victor Cruz, I'm Madeline Burke. The Giants falling to the Bills 14 to 9 on Sunday night football. That's a wrap for us. We'll see you next time. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 